Welcome back to Infused Moods. I'm your main host, Imani, and today I am sipping on... Now, I, I was I was bamboozled. <laughs> I thought I picked up this sparkling ice uh, black cherry. It's one of my faves. Like, you can get that assorted pack that they have, and they'll give you like three, three or four flavors, depending on where you go. And so I thought I had the, the black cherry in my little pack, but I did not. So I have the cherry limeade. Not hating, still an all around great flavor. I just, yeah, it's not my black cherry. <laughs> so it's fine though. Um, so I'm sipping on that and I'm going to infuse that with Problems in Us by our artist of the day and one of my favorite artists, Coltrane. I first discovered Coltrane on accident in 2017. I was trying to find some studying music and he popped up on my Google Play Music. That's when I didn't have Apple Music and I was dabbling between YouTube Music and Google Play. So he came up on that and I was immediately sold. And when I hear new music, ask anybody, it's a whole experience for me. I literally will melt into the music i become the song and i will wear a song out like i will play it until i feel like i can't play it anymore but then i do and then if i rediscover it i'm like oh my gosh i remember where i was when i heard this so i was uh pretty much spinning that out and i allowed myself to get really lost in the song and the production and this always happens when I consider a song like a bop or something that has not been done before. So my ears are pleasantly pleased. Um, and it was mesmerizing and it's literally an earworm for me. And I play it probably at least once a day at this point. So that's just that's just how I stumbled upon Sir Coltrane. <laughs> and so a bit of background on Coltrane. He is a London born artist and his real name is Cole Basta. And he has influences of what I feel is like Prince, Nas. Um, I get a little bit of David Bowie. And I really liked his play on the jazz saxophone as John Coltrane's name. Um, and I assumed that that was a hint into what his sound would be like when I first saw it. And again, he just keeps surprising me. And his sound is just so unique. It's, it's really hard to pinpoint. Um, I do think he has a nice blend of rap, jazz, and R&B. Sometimes he has fusion elements, like he knows how to get a pop record out. So he really is just in his own lane. And I love when artists don't confine themselves to one genre. Because, hey, if you are a music lover, if you're a music artist, your ear is going to be so in tune with every genre because you're going to pull from it. And you're going to be like, oh, man, I really like that country record. Oh, man, I really like that um, blues record. You know, you're just really pulling from everything. So I, yeah, I enjoy him for, for everything that he is. But he also gives me elements of Frank Ocean, but I really don't want to say he's Frank because he's he's his own artist. But sometimes when I'm hearing him, I'm like, man, Frank Ocean definitely would put out something like this. So one day, I hope the two of them get together and they do something magical in the studio because I'll be here for it. Um, and he also has a sound that has elements to me of Music Soul Child. And a lot of people have slept on Music Soul Child over the years. And we probably need to dive into him one day because put some respect on his name. But anyway, um, 
that that ability to give that slow R&B, that crooning, that that where every song, even though it's not a love song, but it sounds like a love song because it's just deep. Yeah. Like I said, he bends the genre a bit. My goal in life is to see this man live one day <laughs> and hopefully I can do that either in the States or maybe I'll go to the underground music scene in London where he started because that's where a lot of upcoming artists kind of just tend to pop a bit and Coltrane even used Spotify to get more exposure for his music like a lot of upcoming artists. But my goal, yeah, is to see him one day live. Um, I'm literally obsessed with the way he sings and kind of raps in a bit. I like that he's telling stories and they're very relatable. You can tell that he's drawing from his life, but also sounds like he's drawing from your life and you're like, whoa, slow down. <laughs> Why are you reading me for filth? And he also titles his songs usually around things that aren't typical. So you kind of have to pull from the title and say, how does this relate to the song? Like he has one called Mario Kart and you just have to listen to it for yourself. But um, yeah, I was chopping it up with my, my bro Quan and he was like, yeah, Coltrane finally has some new music on the way. He's going to drop an album. And he hadn't dropped since 2019, really. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm ready. And I thought I was ready, but I really wasn't. But I knew he was about to bless my ears in time for the summer. And I knew he wasn't going to let me down. And he really did not disappoint. As I explained on my review for CLB by Drake, I have a whole process for listening to music. You have the car test, you have your shower test. You have so many different tests for not only a single record, but for the whole album. And can you hear it and play it from cover to cover? Or are you skipping around? Because if an artist puts out something, which a lot do, they'll put out like maybe 30 songs and only two are really good. And that hurts because to me, it's a waste of production time. It's a waste of studio time. It's a waste of their time and my time. But hey, you know, artistic expression some people think that everything is going to slap for lack of a better word and i have to also remind myself that different songs speak to different people you know different shows for different folks so i may listen to an album and be like mm, there's only two good songs in there and another person will be like man i couldn't i couldn't put it down and <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be like okay all right maybe we weren't listening to the same thing but again different strokes for different folks certain vibes hit certain people i know i have songs where i'm like did y'all hear that and everyone's like imani what are you talking about and i'm like okay never mind so yeah but with coltrane he will put out like short projects and it's cover to cover for me i don't think he has ever missed i don't think there's a song that i've ever skipped by him so he passed like this is a, a five-star album he passed for me on the car listening and i played it for cover to cover no skips this album is about 34 minutes with 12 tracks i feel this album is for the summer but you know we'll see maybe it is just the the springtime vibe but it's definitely giving me a summer feel like i would cruise around to this probably for years to come so let's get into it so this is the formula we're going to go through each track and talk about you know whether i picked up on production or my notable bars from the track or influences i picked up on etc the first track is called the first time it is definitely the intro uh coltrane seems to be asked when he was you know in love for the first time when did he first fall in love and he's pondering like man really 
what? Love? Let me think about that, you know? And I think we all have those moments around anything. We have the ability to be in love with, you know, people, places, things. And if someone was to come up to you and be like, hey, when was the first time you fell in love with hip hop? I know that's kind of cliche, but you'd be like, oh, man, the first time? Or, hey, when was the first time you fell deeply in love with jazz? Or, you know, it could be a person. I don't know. It could be um, food. Like, if they came up to me and was like, when was the first time you fell in love with chocolate chip? I'm like, oof, well, <laughs> many moons ago. And I remember the exact <laughs> day. Like, that's a key memory, a core memory. <laughs> so... To me, that's really what the intro was getting at. It was just kind of pondering, and I feel like that was setting the precedent or the tone for the album, but I was a little bit more surprised with how the rest of the flow went. And um, this one was written by Coltrane. It's just like a loop, and I don't know. To me, it's a, a great way to open up an album. Track two is called Take Notes. Take Notes is kind of a cocky song. You know, I would put that in my affirm you playlist or my hype mix because it's almost to let your hater know you are that like you all that in a bag of chips and they are not <laughs> simple and that you know they may be trying to copy everything that you do but they can't you know often imitate it but never duplicate it you know that is not what they say but um my favorite was the chorus and coltrane says you might be a problem with the cause always on the edge of being lost trying to be the one who run the game now but i don't think you ever learned to walk so everybody listen if you see little bro tell him take notes take notes take if you see him if you see little bro tell him take notes take and i was like mm -hmm. that's how you have to address your ops if we have ops i think we all have ops in a, in a sense like I guess haters are ops, the opposition, right? <laughs> so you have to just say, hey, they may be trying to capture my flow and how I do things, but tell them, take notes, because you you really don't have it like you think you do, and you're trying to be bigger than what you are. So just take notes, fall back. Little bro, take notes. <laughs> so yeah, it was a fun record. I really liked it. Moving on to track three, it's called Logan Paul. And I know what you're thinking because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, mm, Logan Paul. But then if you know Coltrane, like I said, he doesn't have conventional titles. So it really is, it's always around the the song topic in a sense, but it, he's not going to call it, like this easily could have been called influencer or something, but he didn't call it that. He just pretty much took Logan Paul, you know? And I think because the song basically was hinting at, in my opinion, the lures of virality or Hollywood or fame. And it also touched on how no one is ever in the moment anymore, but looking to capture the moment and keep up with everyone else. So, you know, let's say we were all out at a winery and we were with a certain set of people. They would be just taking pictures of everything, which is fine you know to a certain extent but then that's all they would be doing they'd be live streaming they'd be like i'm having so much fun little do they know the you know the audience these people are not having fun at all they're not even engaging with us they're out there you know just trying to get the shot and then they're they're miserable they're fake smiling it's it's terrible i'm like are you even enjoying the winery but i think that's kind of what he was hinting on and i think that's why he called it logan paul um 
And he basically says, I think I'm the only one that's having fun here. I think I'm the only one without a GoPro. I think that everyone's too occupied with everybody else. I think it's time for me to go home. And I felt that because one thing about me, if the scene is not right, which I don't really go out like that anyway, but if the vibe is not right, the energy, I'm leaving. <laughs> I miss this drive home, okay? It don't matter where we are, doesn't matter the time of the night or the day, whatever, I am going home. <laughs> and that's where I like to be. But I really felt that because it's a lot of things that are happening in life and people are just missing it. They're not really enjoying it and it may be a crowded space and everyone's quote unquote having fun, but they're not. They're miserable and that allure of the glitz and glam just really isn't as, or it's, it's not what it's all cracked up. Then we moved to track four, Californication. This for me felt like it was a bit of an answer to um, the intro. It's a very up-tempo fun record and I can see this being played at boat outings, cookouts, um, where people are just sharing a nice little vibe. And I think that's what Coltrane was trying to go for for most of his music. It's kind of, you know, it could be played no matter what's the time or the scene. So I uh, definitely enjoyed that. Then we moved to track five and it's called Lights Out. So Lights Out for me gave me a Music Soul Child vibe and for some reason I heard Music Soul Child's song Teach Me. Now go back and listen to this because I have I have these moments all the time with certain records and I'll be like, mm, that sounds exactly like such and such. Like did you draw from that an inspiration or did you flip the beat? Because sometimes a lot of artists will like slow down something, chop and screw or whatever and you, you, you'll miss it or the sample. So I'm not sure, I don't know if that's the vibe Coltrane was going for intentionally, but that's what I picked up on. I would love to sit down with him and ask him one day and be like, Coltrane, what did you mean on this record? Did you mean for it to give me music soul child vibes? Well, not me, because I act like it's just me personally that these artists make music for, but did you mean to give this vibe to your audience? I don't know, maybe he did, we'll see. Um, but lyrically, I was a bit confused because he mentions all these material things his girl needs, but then he mentions how he wants to keep her safe and she doesn't even know what he wants. And I was like, um, okay. But then it goes into the course of basically them making that physical connection. So I'm not sure, but I love the song overall because it's a nice throwback beat and just a simple simple enjoyable song for like inside or you know it could be at a little party or something but it it does take you to like early 2000s mid 2000s as far as the style the next song on track six was reckless this is definitely a kickback vibe or just cruising in the car i loved it when i heard it this song basically is about what the title says being reckless i imagine coltrane at a party and a girl slides on him and he's like, oh, word, okay. And the pre-chorus basically kind of alludes to that. And um, it says, I fall in love too easily. I wish I could make it last, wish I could make it last. But this selective memory made me forget my past, my past. And I was like, hmm, okay. I also like the production on this record and I appreciate how Coltrane was sprinkling some piano love on his records. 
the, the way the beat juxtaposed with the verses was nice and how it switched between a classy trap record to a smooth little croon was executed perfectly. And I think that is the best description of Coltrane's overall style. Like he's always giving juxtaposition and he's doing stuff that most artists consider too much of a risk and won't do. I don't know. I just really... You just have to hear him and get back to me because he's just he's doing it point blank <laughs> track seven is lush life so do y'all know that meme where leonardo dicaprio is like pointing and he's like oh oh that was me because it's like when you watch a movie and the title of the movie was is the characters will say it or it's within the movie that's how i felt i was like no no because a lot of artists now they'll put out a an album and it'll be titled something, which is fine. You can title it whatever. But you don't really see the uh, the songs have that title or any song have the title of the album. And you're kind of like, okay, yeah, that works too. But then when you get an album where the song is the title of the album, I don't know. It just, it's like, oh my gosh. You're like looking around like, did you, what? <laughs> so... There were no real notable bars for me on this. I just enjoyed how this was a solid record and it made me instantly vibe out and relax. So it went on my indoor playlist for when I'm just around the house relaxing. And I just feel like everyone's kind of striving for that. You know, we're looking to have that lush life or what I call the soft life, like no real stress um, and tension. I'm just trying to get to my bag, handle my goals, you know, um, grow every day and you know just be a good soul to the universe track eight was called bag and listen it featured well he's not my man but in my mind he's kind of like one of my mans um it featured lucky day and i love me some lucky day he's so great <laughs> we gotta we gotta have to talk about him one day he's so amazing but these two teaming up was definitely needed i think they should make more songs together they definitely feed off each other's energy the vocals amazing but um it's kind of a heartbreak song where they are both trading lines about how they were in their bag for this girl but nothing they did like literally nothing they did was enough and she still broke their heart and this was notable for me because they both got to do this line and it kind of was like a A quick rhyme scheme in a sense but they said gave the gate key in the bag and it still wasn't enough got a chihuahua in the bag and it still wasn't enough I gave you me time we time and it still wasn't enough I believed you in your lies and it still wasn't enough and I was like wow all of that all of that and it still was not enough that's do you ever think about that sometimes like how much you give to people no matter the dynamic and they're i guess they're ungrateful i have no idea what people go through but it's like how is that not enough what what are you going through and that's really because they need to heal they need to fix themselves but lucky day i would not do that to you i don't know about a chihuahua but holler at me <laughs> track nine was okay and oh my it gave me such an ode to New York in a sense. Not in the New York of like 
Alicia Keys, New York, but New York is in it's a, a nice summer. It takes me to a New York vibe because the Flatbush Zombies are on there, but also it just sounds like something you would play in New York with a loud boombox as you're walking, trying to get to the train. I have no idea like really why that's coming up, but that's that's what I imagine. But um, the Flatbush Zombies, I love them. Please, if you've never heard of them before, you need to really spend them and add them to maybe a rap catalog or even just your daily mix because their sound is very unique in their trio. I love that Coltrane teamed up with them because that is something he would do and they all delivered effortless flow and they all really complimented Coltrane. Um, but this is a song I presume about someone needing space and they are in this strange dance of just, you know, do I love you? Do I hate you? Do I stay? Do I leave? And Eric, the architect, he got me when he said, if you could do better, then I salute you. A vixen, your smile, it suits you. And look, is mutual. Addicted, I need you bad. I swear that you remind me of some I shouldn't have. Now I'm right up on you. You loving that camera flash. Girl, text me your address. All of these dudes is average. I won't settle for nothing. She better than I imagined. So yeah, when Eric said that, I was like, when? And I really like his flow. Track 10 is called Plus Minus. It features Eric the Architect again. I think the overall song was about taking someone's good with their bad and how sometimes if you want to make something work, you have to like step back and say, okay, you have all of this, but just, just a few things maybe, maybe off. But then, you know, sometimes you have to assess and be like, this might not work for us, you know? Um, it's a whole lot of minuses here that really just aren't helping the positives. So I think that's what they were trying to say together on this record. And I really appreciated Eric having kind of a a solo space, because don't get me wrong, I love all, all of them in the Flatbush Zombies, um, but I also like how they can also stand on their own individually. And I, I really think Eric's flow was best suited and i liked when coltrane said i really liked your company but nothing's going to change that you won't never be enough for me so it's like the two extremes it's like what what good and bad are you going to take to stay or when will you realize hey you you you're a fun person but you're not you're not enough for me um, because you're not going to adapt. You're not going to grow in certain avenues. And sometimes you just have to accept that. Track 11 is called Riley Freeman. And it had me hyped because I love boondocks. Like, I love the boondocks. And Riley is one of my favorite characters. Shout out to Regina King. I hope she is well. Um, but this beat was one of my favorites off the album because it kind of gave a techno flair and coupled with Coltrane's vocals, it felt like we were on a journey. So I don't know, to get somewhere. We were trying to get somewhere and I felt like moving, you know? And if there was a video to this, I would picture the Matrix or something futuristic. The only tie I can make to Riley is that Coltrane was kind of being cutthroat in his lyrics to the girl. Like, hey, it is what it is you know what I'm here for, you know what I'm saying? Like some Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> you know what I'm here. <laughs> so that's what I got from that. Cause you know, if you've watched Boondogs, Riley, Riley is hilarious, but he really does not play. He's like, hey, it is what it is for him to be so young. <laughs> and then the last track, track 12 was tripping. 
and this can be mid-2000s or even a little Jesse McCartney vibe because it was very acoustic and I think it's a good song for just chilling outside or boating. A notable part of it for me was when Coltrane kind of goes into the chorus and it's if I ever leave you alone then I'd be tripping, I'd be tripping. I hate it when I gotta do this on my own. When you're at a distance, life is a mission. So maybe I'm tripping. Wow. So you left her alone and now you tripping. I don't know. I really wish we could play the songs on here so y'all could really get the vibe and there would be no copyright. But if you are ever, you know, having some downtime, please spin this album. Please really dip into the whole discography by Coltrane. Again, he is a really great artist to have in your bag <laughs> and just to pull out um like i said i discovered him on accident and i'm so happy i did i am really going to try to see this man live one day and he just really is an artist that i think more people should be aware of because his sound is very refreshing and if you're looking for kind of an upbeat r&b or just you know um, an artist to get behind as you expand, you know, not just having US based artists. I think it's Coltrane. So, yeah, give it a spin. Let me know what you think about Lush Life, the album. Also, try some more sparkling ice flavors and let me know which one is your favorite. Again, you can hear these songs on Spotify playlists for every song that's featured as part of my mood or my guest mood and engage with us on the IG. 